Welcome to the 359, I'm Roger Chang. I'm Alfred Ng. Electronic Arts faced a vulnerability to its origin gaming service that exposed 300 million gamers. Alfred, what happened here? Yeah, so this was research from uh, two security uh, companies called CyberIn and Checkpoint. They had found a security vulnerability where they were able to take over um, an EA subdomain website. So they basically uh, took over a URL that ended in ea.com. Okay. And they were able to basically create a website with that URL that stole security uh, access tokens. So you know when you like go on a website and it lets you like log in with Facebook or log in with Google, sure. stuff like that. So you can do that for origin and instead of typing in your password, um, it sends a security token to EA instead. So like it's all done behind the scenes and it's just like a, like a snippet of code right. there. That serves as your password and login instead. Okay. Um, so it's sent to this fake EA website but the thing was is that it, it got sent to the security researchers instead of EA themselves because they had taken over the page. Oh, okay. So once that happens, they can take that security access token and then use that to basically log into anyone's accounts. Oh, wow. Scary stuff. So, I mean, what, in terms of what happened was... Did anyone actually lose their account information or? No, because this was basically a vulnerability that security researchers discovered and mm. not, you know, malicious hackers or any criminals or anything like that. So they found it around February and they informed EA about it, which had fixed it within three weeks or so. And do they know if anyone else had taken advantage of this exploit? No. Yeah, it's it's they. there's no evidence that anyone had used this exploit um, because the, the website that was, you know, taken over, that yeah. was taken over by, by the, the security re researchers. Got it. Okay. All right. Next up, Verizon's Visible Service, which is its stealth prepay um, offering that kind of runs off of an app. It's it's all based on the app. Uh, just removed the speed cap from its forty dollars a month service. Now, previously, it used to limit your your plan to five five megabits per second, which is not fast. Very fast. And Super not fast at all. Uh, but that cap is gone. It's a limited offer. They just say it's a limited time. We don't know when it'll actually expire. But if you do sign up now, or if you are, uh, if you're already a visible service member, you can take advantage of this cap. Once the offer is gone, you'll still get that. Uh, you'll still enjoy sort of the, the limit free, the cap free speeds. Um, but we don't know when the offer expires. Um, now, visible, despite its name, is pretty much invisible. Like Verizon barely acknowledges it exists. It kind of runs off of this kind of quiet guerrilla marketing campaign, and you really can only do it through an app. So it basically means. Older folks are just not going to want to sign up to this. Is thing. there a reason why they keep it so secretive? Uh, it's partly, it's by by design. Partly, Verizon doesn't want to like, I think, make it known. Would they lose money if more people knew about it? I mean, the fear obviously is some of its older customers on expensive hundred dollar plans jump to this forty dollar plan. Um, that five megabit per second cap was always sort of the the that was sort of the hook or mm -hmm. the, the catch. Yeah, but if you're service, like a senior citizen or something, I don't think that you're could, torrenting right, which is, that much data. Which is not in their wheelhouse at all. They, mm -hmm. they say they're really trying to target uh, really ideal, ideally customers from T-Mobile and Sprint, like younger customers mm -hmm. who have kind of flocked over to yeah, like, those other services. But aren't those like unlimited? Like isn't that the whole point why they flocked yes, over? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the idea here though, that's I think that's why they removed this limit basically mm -hmm. to say, hey – you should come on over. We've got the nice, we've got the nice Verizon network. Yeah, uh, but we, we don't have the limits. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Lastly, uh, we may finally get some consistency when it comes to securing our Internet of Things devices. The Fido Alliance is uh, stepped up, and what are they doing? 
Yeah, so the FIDO Alliance is a group that essentially set the standard for online authentication. Like, there's a when you can sign into your accounts using a security key or biometrics or anything like that. That's because of the FIDO Alliance. They okay. they set the standard for that. Um, it was uh, two factor authentication from Google and uh, Yubico, a security yep. key company. Yep. So now they're setting their scope on uh, Internet of Things security, which has no standard at all. Right. There's no laws regulating it. Basically, like you don't know if the smart light bulb you get is safer than some smart tea kettle that you get and they're notoriously bad on their cybersecurity. Um, like when you go to the store and you buy like a smart speaker or something, like that, it's not like Energy Star where there's a label on it that yeah. says like this meets this standard, right? right? Like, and that's like a big concern for a lot of people. All right, so I mean, with this, are we going to start seeing like a, a Fido Alliance approved seal? That's kind of that's, products? that's the goal that they're looking for. They they want to have that, you know, so that when you go buy something, you, you know that it meets at least a certain standard of security. Gotcha. Um, but the group is just starting now, and it it might be a little bit before like that comes out. All right. For more of these stories, check us out on CNET. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Alfred Ng. Thanks for listening.